0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a strong message to government about new-collar
1: jobs. What we're finding is that when people do come out of school, not only do they not have many of the skills that we're, we're looking for, but what we're finding is that lack of understanding of what this economy is is hampering their ability to be successful very quickly.
0: We're now joined by a guest we've had on the show before, James Quigley, is CEO of Canvas. But we're talking today not about his business, which, by the way, is growing very well, but what he and a group of other entrepreneurs CEOs are doing here in the region, highlighting a collective vision about what our government, and particularly the next governors of Maryland and Virginia and the next mayor of D.C., when that occurs, what they should be focusing on to really support the entrepreneur community. James, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, you've got this letter that's uh, highlighting some significant issues and you have, by last count, 30 to 40 CEOs signed up for this already. The first thing that strikes me is that unlike maybe some other letters from uh, entrepreneurs that really focus on, geez, we need more venture capital or geez, we need you know, dot, 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 you're really focusing the first instance about the need for talent development, education. It, why is that the number one of the, the first thing you think of? when you're trying to make people promote uh, economic development? Right. Well,
1: you can look at this in a a couple of different ways. Um, We'll take Virginia, for example. There's currently well over 40,000 open jobs just in the cyber industry. Uh, We we, we can tackle this in a whole bunch of different ways. Hey, we need more money, uh, which are very uh, repeated phrases over and over again. But the reality is, if we're talking about workforce development economic development in our area, we need more talent. And uh, the, the schools are, are the place to start that engagement at. And uh, so we, we decided to, to create more awareness at the very beginning of the funnel, uh, the talent funnel.
0: Do you get the sense that with all the talking about big things and big projects and you know elephant hunting and economic development, that somehow along the way this point's been lost?
1: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good point because I think – This area has gotten very uh, had has a history of getting fixated on bringing whales to the area. Uh, What do we do to bring the next Fortune five hundred company to be based here? The reality, though, in this this wave of new collar jobs, is that the jobs we need um, and the jobs that are going to even allow us to be able to attract a whale in the future uh, are the ones in the beginning and the middle of the economy. You need you need to foster an entire ecosystem. And uh, and therefore, starting at the beginning of that ecosystem are the people coming right out of school. And are they being educated for the jobs that we need to fill the, the startups and the scale up companies? Because right now what we're saying is uh, these large size companies, it's a war on talent and they don't just need people right out of school. They need people who have three to five years of experience and they need people out of school. So it's this whole ecosystem. And part of that ecosystem is you got to you got to start at the very beginning of it.
0: So this war for talent as to describe it, uh, interestingly enough, in your letter, you talk about the collective belief, all your signatories, in the, quote, policy pr- practices that will supercharge uh, investment into apprenticeships and internships. Now, do you think the business community here is, is really ready to do this? And, you know, what is the role of government in encouraging the business community to
1: take on more apprenticeships and internships? We're almost at a strange place in America right now I- in that... The idea of apprenticeships, maybe the old school apprenticeships, maybe coming back. What we're finding is that when people do come out of school, not only do they not have many of the skills that we're, we're looking for, but what we're finding is that lack of understanding of what this economy is, is hampering their ability to be successful very quickly. What we're finding is that unless there's further alignment between the educational system and the economy, um, that... that, that Schism is going to get larger, and what we've asked—the uh, reason why we've engaged public policy leaders on this—is that we we feel they uh, they sit between these worlds. They sit between their funding uh, for uh, school systems. They they sit between their ability to zone and, and attract businesses to the area. So they're perfectly centered in the middle of this, being able to be an important part of that ecosystem.
0: Now, another thing, your letter. Uh, points out, and I've heard this theme from other entrepreneurial groups. There have been a number of initiatives over the last six, eight months about this specifically, but your letter says organizations should reflect diversity. It's the right thing to do. It's good business. Does that mean that um, social issues are more important
1: than making money? How does that fit together? Yeah, that's a good point. It sort of starts at the very beginning of one of the sentences in this article too, which is the idea that businesses now just need a tax cut is blind to the fact that the, this economy has become far more complex and dynamic. Uh, the reality is uh, we're selling to, we're selling the people who own businesses, who are engaging the economy, are selling to a wide variety of people. And it is great business when the people that make up our companies have the deepest empathy for the people we're selling to. It's just good business. And what we found was that the companies who are the more diverse, are actually the more successful, but the reality is, in technology and in our innovation ecosystem, uh, we, we don't look like the population that we serve in many cases. And part of that is we've we've left a number of people behind in in this. Um, there's a, a, a number of parts of our society who have not engaged the innovation ecosystem for a number of different reasons.
0: So diversity has been particularly recently is very politicized and. Having said that, this letter you've sent this out and you've gotten people sign on. Are you finding that it's trending to one side of the aisle or the other? How are people responding?
1: I I think this has been fairly um, bipartisan in support. Uh, the The principles outlined in this are pretty basic. Uh, there are some I say controversial. There are some some components in here that are that are asking for some bold action, but uh, in in the end, everybody's getting this now. Um, that uh, whether it's engaging our school systems to get closer to our local economies or looking at the fact that we need everyone engaging in the economy we don't want people graduating and going wait i'm not ready for this i I don't have the skills and i don't i don't recognize this Uh, we need everyone um, to come in uh, into this economy too so yeah generally we've gotten positive response from both sides i think it's another great example of
0: how really you can't have change unless government engages the business community. Right. And, uh, and certainly this area knows that uh, probably more than others. James, thanks for taking the time to join us today. And for those of you interested in learning more, you'll find a copy of this open letter on our website. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.